Hello and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending October 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Laura Bardwick. Joining us today is investment strategy analyst, Bei Chen Lin. Bei Chen, thanks so much for joining us. No problem, Laura. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I'm really excited to talk with you about this UK tax policy, what's happening there, and then maybe we could spend the back end of our discussion here today rounding up with additional topics investors should be paying attention to, but maybe just to get started, what's going on across the pond? What should investors be paying attention to? Sure, that's a great question. And definitely, there's been a lot of activity in the UK, so maybe it'll be helpful for our audience to backtrack a little bit. And if we think about some of the economic challenges that the UK is facing, there's really a couple. The first one is inflation. Inflation in the UK has been running very, very high. Inflation in the UK was almost at double digits at one point. And so that's a challenge for British consumers. Then the other big challenge that people in the UK are facing is the ongoing energy crisis. And we actually released a report on Wednesday this past week at Russell Investments that outlined some of the difficulties that we expect Europe and the UK to face. And we do think that depending on the severity of the energy crisis, it is possible that the UK and Europe could head into a recession. Now, against that backdrop, when you're the government and you see that people are having difficulty affording food and their daily items, you might be wondering, well, what are we going to do about that? And so the British government announced a series of measures, right? So they announced a plan to cap energy prices. They announced some tax cuts. The challenge with that, though, is when you announce a big, massive spending plan, how are you going to pay for it? And so people are going to wonder, does that mean that at some point the government is going to have to borrow money to finance all that spending? And so when the British government announced their plans in September to basically implement a big spending package, it affected the value of the British pound. We saw the British pound fall against the U.S. dollar. At the same time, what happened was investors were betting that because the British government is essentially spending money to try to try to help the economy, help the consumers weather the economic situation, whether the Bank of England would ultimately have to do more to compensate so that inflation is still brought under control. And so investors were betting that the Bank of England would raise interest rates more aggressively, and that led to a sell-off in British gilts. We saw the yield on British 10-year gilts get up to as high as 4.6% towards the end of September. It ultimately led to a situation where the Bank of England had to stop their quantitative tapering plan. That means they stopped selling bonds, and instead they had to start buying bonds in order to ensure stability in the value of their currency and the value of the British bonds. So lots of dynamics over there. And eventually, at some point, we did see the British government backtrack on part of their plan. They decided to pull back on the tax cuts for the wealthiest of British citizens. But ultimately, there's still a lot of volatility that we're seeing in the British markets. And recently, the Bank of England has told people that you know, there's going to be a limit to this bond buying activity, right? Eventually, they're going to have to stop buying bonds because they need to control inflation. But people are speculating as to whether the Bank of England could potentially buy bonds for a longer period than expected. At the same time, the British government is also under pressure. People are saying, hey, are these spending packages really the best idea? And so there's some people who are speculating as to whether or not the British government might even unwind even more of these spending policies. So all in all, it's a pretty complex and fast-moving situation. As of 
Thursday in Seattle, what we saw was the 10-year yields are now down to around 4.2%. So this is something that we have to monitor closely. So let's distill this down to the bottom line. Why does this matter for investors? So why this matters for investors is because, unfortunately, with volatility, we can create a situation where some investors might get panicked, right? Some investors, they'll see, they'll think, I'm investing in a fixed income investment, a government bond. Why is there so much volatility? And of course, the whole issues with the British gilts, they've been escalated by issues of margin calls, et cetera. And we have a lot of great content that you can check out on the Russell Investments website where we discuss some of these various issues. But the bottom line for investors is that they need to understand that, yes, there's going to be volatility. And yes, we're living in a bunch of Yes, we're living in some really uncertain economic times, but ultimately it's important for investors to stay disciplined, right? They should stick to their strategic asset allocation. They should stick to that that plan that they had in place so they can weather these economic and market challenges. Very fair and very wise um, advice to follow for sure. Is there anything else we should touch on in UK before we want to hop over and give a more of a rounded off view of broader things investors should be t- paying attention to? Yeah, so investors definitely need to pay close attention to what's going on in the UK. Obviously, the energy situation continues to be a challenge, and so investors will have to pay attention to the latest developments. And then maybe just taking more of a look across the globe. Obviously, we have the November FOMC meeting coming up pretty soon. That's happening in early November. And investors are thinking that it looks pretty likely we're going to get another 75 basis point rate hike at the November FOMC meeting. We had an inflation report come out Thursday morning, and that Thursday morning inflation report showed inflation ran a little bit hotter than expected. But what was interesting was that the S&P 500 ultimately closed on Thursday higher rather than lower. And one of the things that we like to remind investors is that at the end of the day, there's data But we also want to pay attention to things in addition to economic data. We also want to pay attention to investor sentiment as well. And what we've been seeing is that investor sentiment had been very, very oversold. And when you have such oversold investor sentiment, it can sometimes create situations where even though the data might not be so good, we can still get a bit of a market bounce. So ultimately, investors should just remember that volatility is something that unfortunately is going to be with us. But if they have a plan and if they stick to their plan, then we think that that can help them weather any challenges they might face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that is all the time I'm afraid that we have today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for joining us as well. We hope to see you next time and hope you have a great week in the meantime.